about being afraid, too modest, too blase, too superior, or just simply ignorant. In fact, we live in a society in Britain and Canada and in the United States populated by millions of women who do not even bother about a monthly general This sadly too often means that the tumor on the breast may not be discovered until the cancer has spread to other parts of the body.
Flat Black Plastic on MutinyRadio.fm. But it used to be it. Well, it used to be that the stockkeepers worked pretty freely with the mechanics and the foreman. We'd kind of stay close to each big job and, well, be kind of a free agent. Be sure the fellas had the material and tools they needed in time to keep the job from being held up. Posley pauses before responding, hoping that Maxwell will carry the ball further himself. 
This does not happen, however. It's uh, different now? Oh, heck, Mr. Hosley, it's no secret that Burquist has made us a bunch of flunkies just like everybody else in the place. All we do is follow steps one, two, three. We sit in our cages and fill out material orders when the foremen say they want anything. It seems that some rather strong feelings have been tapped. Hosley decides to explore, but cautiously. Tell me a little more, then. I'm not quite with you. Well, it's part of the whole reason why I'm leaving. The individual guy just doesn't count around here anymore. Burkus has made us a bunch of payroll numbers, and nobody cares about any of us as persons anymore. I'm this change in the storekeeper's job. I guess he figures, or somebody figured, that we were wasting too much time by being out on the floor with the men. That isn't the worst part of it. Everything the company has done for the last few months since Burkwist took over has been to make the employee a working stiff who isn't supposed to do anything unless he's told to. The question now is how much data Maxwell has to support his point. Is this really a well thought out observation or a superficial complaint? Could uh, you give me some more examples, Len? Well, like the way we used to order stuff before. All three of us in the pump section could order anything we wanted to up to $500 when we knew the job would need it. Now, before we can order anything, if it isn't in the store catalogs, even if it only costs a nickel, we have to get approval from purchasing. manager of marketing research. Doesn't mean as much as it would here, of course, since it's a pretty small department. But still, I have a lot more to say about how we plan our research projects than I have here at Tableau. Barker notes that this last comment was freely volunteered. That is the fact that Stevens would have more say about things. Is this perhaps significant? To get some expansion, he just restates what Stevens said. You'll have a bigger part in running the show. Right. I guess that's something everybody wants. Barker stays silent. This often produces additional information or show of feeling. At least it's something I'm looking for. Barker has the message pretty clearly now. If Stevens wants to expand on the subject, Barker will cheerfully and understandingly stay with him. But there's no point to Barker's keeping it going, since for his purpose, he's had enough of a picture of Stevens' need for power and authority. I see what you mean. Say, Jack, getting back to Tableau, what did you think about the salary we were paying you here?
right. Open wide, 
pucker. Open wide, pucker. Pucker the lips. Pucker. 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 Close the lips. Place air in the right cheek. Now switch the air from right to left. Switch it back. Switch it back. Switch it back. Switch it back and forth. Now roll the air around in your mouth. exercises are not guaranteed to produce extreme beauty, but they will add to the youthfulness of
Flat Black Plastic people, thanks for listening. Support the station. Support your community. Do the right thing. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop. Birds, right? Where on the other hand, geese... Right? They're only crime equally as mean. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody.
station. We're actually under the free comedy section. My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat. Black. Plastic. Vinyl, records, round, played, mixed, all for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker, amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast, that is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Hey, comedy fans, don't miss Comedy Day Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park, noon till 5. It's free. You'll see 44 or more comedians. 44 comedians, five hours. That's over eight and a half comedians an hour. That's silly. Ever see a half a comedian? Yes, a half wit. Not funny, but Comedy Day will be a guaranteed laugh a minute. Let's see, a laugh a minute times five hours. That's 300 jokes. That's a lot of jokes, folks. <laughs> So why are these people laughing? I don't know. Maybe because they know Comedy Day will be better than the shoelaces of Madagascar exhibit. Better than the paperweight wares of the World Convention. Better even than the alien sheep herding contest. And speaking of herding, heard any good ones lately? Okay, not funny again, but Comedy Day will be. Don't miss punchlines like these. A frog in a blender. In your hat. To keep his pants up. Comedy Day is worth the price of a mission because it's free. Nothing to buy. No operators waiting for your call. Void. We're prohibited by law. Comedy Day. Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park. It's free. Visit ComedyDay.org for complete details. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event. Now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Oh. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Four 
Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike. to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-Y, those magical 10-letter acronym, stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Nine letters in La Waffle Mott. La Waffle Mott. <laughs> See, I, I always imagine like a Mont when I say yeah. it, so I, I always mispronounce it. Mm -hmm. But of course, it's La Waffle Mott. Right. Well, that is our acronym. We are a podcast, and if you want to subscribe on um, whatever you use podcasts, you have to use the acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. But once you do that, you can subscribe. We stream first on mutinyradio.fm. It's a website. You click it. There's a stream. Uh, if you can pull it off, you can do it on your apps. Every Sunday, we are on 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Pacific California Time, and... Uh, what we do is we watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what's the movie this week? We are watching Cannonball Run, 1981. Cannonball Run. Yeah, I know. Your favorite. Your favorite. Good luck. And we like the channel Movies After Midnight. It's movie with then a Z. Okay. After Midnight. It's All really easy. Listen, none of we solved this whole L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's just capital M, lowercase O, capital V, lowercase I, lowercase E, capital Z, lowercase A, lowercase F, lowercase T, lowercase E, lowercase L, capital M, lowercase I, lowercase D, capital N, lowercase I, capital G, lowercase H, capital T. It's that simple. That is That's the channel simple. we like. <laughs> and this has been on since August. Of 2020. Yeah, that's kind of recent. And look, 38,000 views with such yeah. a recent. Okay, so you cannonball is one word because you're not a dummy. You already knew that. And then run dash 1981. And then an irrelevant dash at the end. Put that in your search engine and you will find. It's cool, man. It's stylistic. You got the two hyphens on either end, man. Right. It looks like a cat. Whiskers. All right, so ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as Carl just said, go ahead, find the link, click it, hit pause, move the timer to the left so you have zero, zero, zero. And uh, we're very grateful. As we mentioned, Uni Radio, you can go ahead and donate. That's all we ask. That's our only ad today to Uni Radio. We're going to Venmo and go give uh, 20 bucks to add Uni Radio. Uh, thank you guys so much for the GoFundMe and the uh, funds, and also thank you to the city of San and County of San Francisco yes. for helping out artists in the Bay Area, but we have reached our goals. 
for 2020. So we'll be hearing us complain in 2021. So we look forward to that uh, doing it. So anyway, uh, we before us, we have a show called The Edge of Insanity, which I think it's on hiatus, Carl. No, uh, really? This, yeah, but they're going to, best of. So check out some best ofs. Uh, and uh, it's hosted by Paul Brumbaugh, who is also our countdown king. And here he is in robot form. Please give it up All for right, the so Paul Let's get this started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbaugh. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumbaugh. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumbaugh. And now. What you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Ah, uh, the good old classic movie, 20th Century Fox logo. Nothing possibly could go wrong with this movie. Uh-oh. This is a service outside the movie house. There's a car chase on the 20th Century logo. There's a car chase on the 20th Century Fox logo. Aha, uh -huh, cops got it. That was Burt Reynolds' laugh. We'll hear a lot of it. It's nothing like hearing the stars laugh at their own movies. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. Hal Needham. I love right. Hal Needham. He was Smokey and the Bandit. He was all Burt Reynolds all the time. He was all Burt Reynolds all the time. And you know what? He made a bunch of TV movies, the Smokey and the Bandit, without Burt uh, Reynolds. So he knew how to hang on to that property. Yeah, it was a franchise. We have an all-star cast here tonight. Uh, we want to mention that L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Uh, if you go over to our Facebook page, Let's Watch the Life Movie on YouTube, you'll see links. But we did a the second unofficial second sequel of Cannibal Run, a delightful little film called Speed Zone. Remember that, Carl? 1989, and I didn't know that it was unauthorized. Uh, I thought it was part of the franchise. Maybe that's why they didn't say Cannonball Run, right? Right. Well, you know, the winner of the previous race in Speed Race, of course, was the winner from Cannibal Run 2. Uh-oh. She cannot drive 55, <laughs> nor can she resist tagging shit. Awesome. Was that H Hagar, right? Hagar? Yes, I'm Hagar. So, yeah, there was Cannonball Run in 2 in 84 and Speed Zone in 89. And in 2011, there was a video game, The Need for Speed, which has got the same sort of plot. But check this huh. out. Um, they have bought the rights to this film, Paramount, and they're, they're going to do another one. Oh, great. I look yeah. forward to it. Look at this all-star cast, if you, you know. Yeah, Burt Reynolds, of course, won't be in it, but they'll figure it out, right? Did Don right. DeLuise well, pass away? Will, will uh, Don DeLuise be in it? Is he gone? Did he pass? Will Bianca Jagger be in it? Yeah, Holly right. Cone? Tell me, tell me. Will at least uh, who's Jimmy the, the Greek Snyder be in it? Oh, Carl, will Mel Tillis be in the remake? Please tell me. How about that guy? You know that guy. He's really funny. His name is... Uh... Okay, let's talk seriously now. Jackie Chan is still alive. Okay. Yes. okay. Um, I think the son of... of uh... Gosh, is Pete Fo Peter Fonda still alive? Valerie Perrine? 
I don't know if actually this might be a pretty Terry Bradshaw is still alive. He Terry Bradshaw is still alive. Uh, Alfie Wise. This is a great cast. Yeah, but it they're is. wasted on no. this film. You know, Burt Reynolds said this was his biggest mistake. This film. He he doesn't like this film. He did it for all the wrong reasons. He couldn't say no to five million dollars. Now. $5 million in 84 is probably like $15 million right. today. So he couldn't say no. Listen, your stuntman who helped you since the 50s says, I'm going to direct you in a film, and here's $15 million, uh, 2020 uh, equivalent money. Mm -hmm. People are like, yeah, hell yeah. That's right. Well, you know, I love movies. And of course, movies is sort of for motion picture movies because it's not like a normal picture. It's in motion. Oh, I see. I got yes. it. A movie. And this is the best movie ever made because all it is is one long car race. <laughs> Everyone's moving. Look, constantly moving. It's the perfect motion picture. Okay, now Dom DeLuise is late to work. Late to work. And why is he late to work? Because his hamster had a panic attack. Now watch. Funny joke. He's going to spill his coffee when Burt Reynolds screams. You're late. <laughs> wow, look at Bert. He looks classic. Um, they, um, they kept the shooting to 14 days so it would fit with Bert's schedule. Like, Hal Needham just did every, anything he could to make Bert say yes. They shot this movie in two weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is all practical effects. We're not going to watch a single CGI shot. So people drove, like, cross-country. How do these race movies start? They always end in Santa Monica Pier, right? Yeah, well, uh, that's where we end. Uh, and you've brought that up in other films, too. Like, a movie is cheap if it involves yeah. Santa Monica Pier. I actually, yeah, I, I hate to say it. I just feel like it's a cheap take to go to Venice Beach and just, you know... Uh, we saw the Honey and the Naughty that was shot there. Uh, Southland Tales was shot there, which is an interesting but failed movie. And uh, a lot of Surf Nazis Must Die, I believe, was, was shot there. The trauma film. And oh, uh, trauma, trauma, trauma. Yeah, the trauma film. Which <laughs> trauma to watch? The uh, uh, Mixed Nuts with Steve Martin. Romy and Michelle, they lived there, but I like that movie. I had, uh, Dana Carvey, he, one of his films, he lived there. You know, it goes on. Now, Mixed Nuts, I love Steve Martin. Is that, oh, I got to tell you a plot point. Okay. Just, uh, Don DeLuise just mentioned him, and Burt Reynolds freaks out about it. Like, we don't discuss him. So we'll see what that is later. Oh, Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. And Jimmy the Greek. Yeah. Did I say his name wrong? This Jimmy guy, the Greek, if you... Yeah, he, was, so he was a, like a New York Post columnist. He was a famous bookie who became a celebrity TV bookie during the 70s, like right. Merv Griffin would bring him on, I guess. And he'll say, oh, yeah, the Rams are a lock. Uh, or, right? Am I, am I barking up the wrong tree? No, you're, that's right. And I think Jimmy the Greek was the one who uh, said that black people are the superior athletes. And he got into a lot of trouble for saying that. That's right. That was after this movie. Yeah, that was after this movie. So right now they're talking about betting on... Okay, now we hear a heroic voice, which is Dom DeLuise saying, nothing can stop us now, and then there's a bunch of cops that stop them. <laughs> Bird is frustrated. Now, uh, here there is you go, him. Smoky. We don't talk about him, and we're about to meet him. 
Oh, oh my Captain God. Captain Chaos. This film is not believable at all, Carl. That's right. Take me out to a nice dinner. You go to the movie house and this is the film we watch. <laughs> this film did great at the box office in 81. Great at the box office. Well, I'll tell you the story that my brother and I saw this. My parents dropped us off in a New Jersey uh, movie multiplex. I think it was in Bergen County. Mm -hmm. And the place was packed. And when all the contestants came out to the starting line, the people in front of us said, hey, those are the winners. I saw this movie already. <laughs> and I said he didn't hear it, but I heard it. And it was the winners, in fact. So the movie was ruined for me. Now, this movie ruins itself because the winners are supposed to be. Oh, I'm not even mentioning uh, Dean Martin. Uh, Jimmy, uh, Dean Martin here. Yeah. Now, we saw a movie with Dean Martin. Oh, uh, Kiss Me Stupid. Kiss great. Me Stupid. One of the, I love that film, Kiss Me Stupid. It was well done. Uh, it was the wife of. Ray, oh, Ray Walston. Well, Ray Walston was the hero, but he was the third choice, as you recall. They went through three other guys, two other guys <laughs> before they finally settled on him. But, what, you know what? Is this story interesting? Who were the two other guys? Was it David Koresh and the Unabomber? Was it uh, Charles Ranson? And, they uh, finally yeah. settled on. <laughs> who was this? Who was the co-star in Grumpier Old Men in uh, the Odd Couple? Oh, Lemon or, or yeah, uh, Jack uh, Lemon. Jack Lemon's wife was the wife in that film. That oh. was a great film. The um, the one who pretended to be the wife was uh, from Jersey. She had her Jersey accent. And Dean Martin was trying to just, you he didn't know. care. He was just ready to. Okay, here's a funny, funny joke in which what's happening is Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds are trying to talk about how can they win the cannonball? They've got to have some sort of car that is not a cop magnet. As a matter of fact, it should even be uh, to their advantage, you know, to get around the cops. What's happening now is he's going in to buy some beer. He's like, you stop here. I'm going to get some beer. So is this product placement in the movie? Is it Budweiser? Budweiser? It's Budweiser, but I don't think it's product placement. A lot of, like, wasn't Smokey, like, kind of smuggling Coors beer from fucking That Colorado? was product placement. It was Coors, yeah. But it was regional back then. That was the whole myth of Coors is that it was, like, you had to, like, bootleg it out of Colorado. Right. Drinking and, you know. That's exactly and, uh, right. Paul Newman loved it. Okay, now we have Roger Moore, but he's not James Bond. He's, he's more Roger Moore. Yeah. And so this was eighty, and he still made a bunch of Bond movies after er, after this. Yes, yes. But he was including Moonraker. Yeah, oh, the classic Bond goes to outer space. Now this is his name is Seymour Goldfarb Jr. and this is his mother complaining that he's always pretending to be a spy, and. Roger Moore is essentially going to say, you know too much, mother. And he's going to try so to shoot he, him. Does he think he's Roger Moore, the character? No, he, I don't know. He pretends that he's the movie star all the time. That's funny. Put is up the audio because he goes, in my business. Uh, See the gun? Yeah. Under your pillow this morning. What is the meaning of this? The meaning, mother dear, is a quick death. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Well, wasn't he in Boat Trip? No, listen, listen. I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> All right, hang on. You see, in my business, even the deepest family relationships aren't worth it. Do, do, do. Boo, boo. Zyka, mama. Bang! Where did I go wrong? Oh, no. He said yeah. it wasn't worth a farthing. And back then, there wasn't yes. the euro yet. And, and that was a German penny, essentially. Uh, okay, so now Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise, and they're the stars of our film, even though it's star-studded. They're again on another crazy vehicle trying to figure out yeah. what's the best way to go across country. Crazy vehicle indeed. They're on a boat, and prior to that, they're on a boat, and prior to that, they were on a airplane, and mm -hmm. prior to that, they were on a car. They're a race car, a race car. So they're racing themselves to the race. No, it's still not time for the race. They're trying to come up with what would be the best vehicle to not be a cabinet cop magnet and even evade the cops <laughs> and they get an idea right now inside the ambulance i wonder what yeah. it is now let's he's gonna do his stupid laugh so we should listen i don't want to uh, he, 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 he right how far is the hospital about 10 miles oh yeah how long it takes to get there about four or five minutes. You can smoke through traffic like shot through a gun in this thing. So that tells them, hey, they get an idea. We could be an ambulance. Uh-huh. And we could but drive fast. Is. There we go. Oh, no. there's a left. <laughs> All right. Okay, so look, Burt Reynolds oh, no. is so in love with himself. Jackie Chan. You know, he yeah. thinks that that's so funny and so does everyone around him including the director that laugh you do is great oh you know it sold tickets that laugh people just wanted to watch him laugh <laughs> and, so this is uh finally we get to jackie yeah, yeah we should... there was a the financing uh there was a hong kong uh company called golden harvest films sure the 20th century fox distributed but the money was golden harvest films they agreed to do this if Jackie Chan could be in it. Oh yeah, well he was the main uh, title. He was the main star when they when they uh, showed it theatrically. He was on the poster and everything. Well, this was this is his only his second uh, Hollywood movie. We and did the funny, first one. We did the first one, the big brawl. That you weren't there that night. It was a, a, a special guest. Hatch was here. Ah, Hatch, I love him. The oh, big brawl, it's called. Yeah. Yeah, and it was uh, a gangster movie with roller skating and him doing like, uh, you know, martial arts. It was terrific. That was it, it absolutely no sense. There was a big like old timey boxer at the end, and he had to fight him. Like it was, uh, you know, the ones with the mustache curls and they they box circular motion. Yeah, yeah. So what we're getting now is funny jokes that like everything's screwing up and the car isn't working and then it's malfunctioning. Okay, now we're going to get Jamie Farr. From MASH, TV's now, MASH. Right, but the thing is, this is all before our modern age of, of post 9-11, you know? So we're going to uh -huh. get, like, you, you can't believe he's saying, I spit in a thousand camel's eyes and all this stuff that's like, you, I don't think he would do it today. 
oh no well yeah you do and then you'd be like we're politically incorrect <laughs> cancel our culture <laughs> by the way that's my voice for any time anyone who does a I just put on Facebook, cancelers should be cancelled. Mind your business. You know, I read that. I'm, a, I'm upset, Carl. I didn't get my big reaction I was hoping for. I was hoping they would all <laughs> pile on me. You're like, nope. I wanted a million likes, and all you got was 500,000. Oh, I thought it was going to be fights, like angry. Like, yeah. Yeah. As, if, as if I was a, uh, a boomer, you know. Uh -huh speak in my mind now she's famous and i don't know who it is i should yeah. know yeah well welcome we'll to us jamie farr's character was in all three movies including speed zone and that's the reason yep. why speed zone is connected to these films he won the second race in cannibal run two and then and speed zone when we watched it he yeah. was at the beginning at the party and you're like ah here's previous year's winner he's like yeah that's right I'm dancing like an old-time boxer. Woo! Now this is Bert Bert Convy, and he was like a game show host, and he was in also he was in Semi Tough, which I think was another Burt Reynolds. Another Burt Reynolds movie. The World According to Garp, The Shaggy DA. Oh, I love Shaggy DA. Yeah, and um, but he was also a games. What he is is here is like a multi-million millionaire. Today's world yeah. to be a billionaire, and here he is doing crazy things like parachuting with a motorcycle. And there's like people there, like, ah, oh, hope that motorcycle doesn't hit me in the head. Check out that. It's Richard Branson, ladies and gentlemen. I opened up a Virgin Mega Store. <laughs> Wait, Virgin, it's, it's, oh. yeah, Virgin. He's, that's a good, good parallel. That's what they're trying to do here. God, this movie has that. So here is definitely a promo. Hawaiian tropic, tropics is everywhere in this film. Now this is lock, stock, and barrel. It's like a a motor in kind of place, and it's where the real race, the first race ever, actually started in New York City, but the other ones started in Connecticut at this place, lock, stock, and barrel. And the guy who wrote this, Al Needham, right? His idea, Brock Yates, is the guy who wrote it. This whole race was his idea. Oh, damn it. Look, oh, there's the Hawaiian Tropics models. There's now, put up the floor. sound because he stutters. Okay, Bradshaw. There he is. Perfect. That's better than how that back. I know. But the only problem we got now. If we have to go now this is a very successful football player terry bradshaw he yeah. is a commentator today and he's always been the crazy one and the other he's guy is mel tillis who was a serious uh country music singer and when he sings he does not stutter oh, but he does have a stutter oh a oh. crazy stutter here's oh. farrah fawcett Oh, she is be literally behind the camera this time. Ooh, ah. It was a turn. Oh, looking good, Carl. Nice hair. Now she loves trees, and they're making fun of tree hugger kind of liberal people here. Oh yeah. Uh, and he's um, uh, a lumberjack. <laughs> this guy is somehow he's part of some government organization, and he's going to go up there and rave against the car. 
And when he does, a car will crash into his little seat. <laughs> the You're not ruining it. Hey, listen, someone already ruined this movie for me, all right? 35 yeah. years ago. Right uh, in the beginning. Yeah. No, 38, years ago, sorry. Mm. Right? 29 years ago. My man, 29 years ago. Well, you know, The Cabinet Run 2 is the last movie that had Frank Sinatra, Dino, and Sammy Davis Jr. in it. Which one? Cannibal 2 had those? Yeah. I unfortunately have never seen these except for Speed Zone, which you made me watch. <laughs> well, Hal Needham is like, a, he's a famous stuntman, but he, to my eyes, he's one of the best directors out there. And in the early 80s, he made 10 films, most of them with Burt Reynolds, like this yeah. Stroker Face. Uh, right. Smoking the Bandits. And I think the third one they even had him. I'm not sure if Needham directed it, but he was a fundamental stunt double during the 50s. But he wrote a book recently. He passed away, but about maybe 10 years ago, he wrote a book called My Life as a Stuntman. And he explained how in the 50s, what he did as a stuntman didn't really touch his directing, I guess. But he was brought up on Carson, like, as a stuntman. And they talked to him, like, that's the director of fucking Stroker A. Show some respect to it. But they had like Johnny Carson, uh, uh, I guess it was archival. It was before the 80s. But he was like, yeah, uh, let's get a stuntman out here. And it was Hal Needham. But his humor is really like just, uh, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's dumb. It's funny, but it's dumb. <laughs> One of the things Hal Needham did was put bloopers in the closing credits. He did it for Smokey and the Bandit too, And... Jackie Chan says this inspired to do this at the end of most of his films. Yeah. Well, those, those outtakes are the ones where he gets injured. Like he jumps through in between runs of, of a ladder and misses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or he hits a fire escape. A, a woman becomes quadriplegic because of this film, Mike. It really happened. She was a, a German woman. She was a, a, a Olympic skier. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Uh, she was in one of the stunt cars blowing smoke so that it looks like it was on fire. And uh, it was an Austin Martin and it had faulty brakes and bad steering. And the driver that I'm not sure will watch uh, for it. But she yeah. becomes quadriplegic and she changes the industry because they have to get special insurance nowadays and they can, you know, they're very careful with the stunt people all because she sued the pants off them. Star That's Trek Connection. Oh, all right. What was he in? He was the murderer in, in, in the original series. I forget the episode's name now. This guy's impersonating Nixon. It's supposed to be very funny. Burt Reynolds is loving it. Oh, yeah, he loves that, man. Uh, this is where Bert gets it. So now our Star Trek connection is like, this man is hurt. You guys are ambulance drivers, and we know they're not, right? You guys are right. medics. And so Bert Reynolds is like, it's our day off. Yeah, you're asking me, Bert Reynolds, to work? Haven't you seen any of my last 30 films? <laughs> I haven't worked a day of my life. The late Bert Reynolds, God rest his soul. Listen, he did a good job in his films. He wasn't uh He's a star. Like he wasn't Bruce Willis three. walking through it. Yeah, well, at one point, Bruce just, you, the appeal of seeing Bruce Willis on, on screen kind of diminished, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is like Mad, 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 Mad World, where they get... Uh, uh, 
uh, Jim Backus is a plane and, you, <laughs> and Rooney and uh, uh, Buddy Hackett. They're like, they needed a plane, so they wake him up at the country club and he's drunk and he flies the plane. And of course, he's drunk and the plane crashes. <laughs> Roadrunner. Feel free to sing the Roadrunner uh, Wiley e. Coyote show. Yeah, but that's really, that's for the movie Wallflowers. Oh, right. Daryl <laughs> Hannah's the, not the mom, right? Not the mom. Right, when she says, you know. Beep, beep, Listen, you're my mother. Oh. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Roadrunner. Ah! So this what? is the actual place, right? Yeah, this is the actual place in Connecticut where the listen. I gotta say that. Let me talk about that. This guy Brock uh, Yates, who wrote this, he was a writer for Car and Driver magazine, and he came up with the idea of the Cannonball Run in the real world. Um, it was called. Uh, well, I'll tell you in a minute. But he that's was that's the one who said. Now it was from New York to LA, which makes more sense. I don't know why it was Connecticut. That's deeper in. Connecticut to, is the tri-state area. That's New York. But if you're thinking East Coast to West Coast, why start in Connecticut, which is on the East Coast? Uh, is the traffic different? Do they try, can't stand driving 55? <laughs> I don't know. The thing is that Route 80 starts in Sure. I, I don't know. I don't know why it wasn't New York to L.A. from then on, but it wasn't. He came up with the idea. It was named yeah. after Ernest Cannonball Baker, who drove across country in 1927 and made it in 60 hours. He wrote a book about it called Sunday Driver. Um, and he was going to make a film based on the book called The Cannonball. This was the name of the race originally. Cannonball Baker, Sea to Shining Sea Memorial Trophy Dash. Oh, too long. Can't fit in the marquee. <laughs> 120 characters. That's the max. Okay. Now, the speech guy is really upset that the speech got interrupted. Uh, so he's trying, he's spying to find out who did it. And he uh -huh. finds out it's this cannonball run. So he makes it his mission to destroy the Cannonball Run. So, you know, there wasn't there a 70s movie called Cannonball, which is about a, 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 a state race like this? Yeah, there was Cannonball and there was the Gumball Rally. And they Gumball were just, Rally. yeah. And they were inspired by, they really weren't the Cannonball Run films. And then of course there's Death Race 2000, which is kind of just the acceleration of the, those uh, races. Which was with um, uh, Rocky Balboa. Right. And he hits a woman in it. He hits a woman in it. Well, he's a gangster. You know, he, his character hit the woman. You know, the oversized suit suit. And he's got the knives on his grill. Literally, knives on his grill. As he drives through. That was heady times 20 years ago. It's mm -hmm. amazing that, like, 20 years ago, well, 40 years ago, it was Cannibal Run. And then in 2020, it was like, a 2000, it was like, you know, carnage. So these are the sexy sirens, these two. They're like yeah. super good racers, but they use their uh, uh, cherry. The cleavage. The cleavage, yeah. 
Did she twist the cherry stem in that scene? Yes. Their plot to get rid of the cops is every time there's a cop, they'll just sort of unzip their jumpsuit and their boobs will kind of be showing. And they're right. It were, at least in the script, all the cops let them go. That's probably why the script got made into the movie. They said, that's it. That's all we needed to read. Thank you. Thank you, Hal Needham. You know we need them. Now Burt Reynolds falls in love with Farrah Fawcett. Oh, wait till uh, uh, Lonnie Anderson hears about that. Oh, oh yeah. trouble at oh. These are like two posters in your bedroom having sex, girl. Remember you yeah. got your Burt Reynolds poster and your Farrah Fawcett poster? Now, Farrah Fawcett became famous because of her poster in which her nipples were showing. That was a real thing. In the, in the time in which that poster was out, they were bleeping uh, Charlie Daniels' band because they said bitch. And right. they were bleeping Hall & Oates, right? right? And radio was the popular radio, not FM. It was just a different time. And I, I was a fan. No song, if I may. Why you gotta be so rude? I'm gonna marry that bitch. Really crude song from uh, Charlie Daniels. I, I, I was disappointed, you know, and I don't, I don't encourage that song. Understood. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna bury her anyway. I'm gonna bury that girl. <laughs> bury her anyway. <laughs> no matter what you say. Okay, so now Farrah Fawcett is being a ditz. And Burt Reynolds is being all coming on to her. And, <laughs> you know, the thing is, Farrah Fawcett just sort of looks like a normal girl. But in the day, she was this big sex starlet. So that's why they're... Remember her in Logan's run? Yeah, she she's good. had any part. Yeah. Thank goodness she was under 30 or... Psh, that would have been the end of Farrah Fawcett in that movie. She's from Corpus ah. Christi, Texas. Well, you know, the lighting and the Vaseline on the on the cameras, I'm sure Reynolds was jealous. He's like, I want the backlighting. So now Burt Reynolds is like, get out of here, you bother me. Okay, so the ambulance must be staffed appropriately to fool any police officers who might pull them over. So they need a, a, a doctor, right? And right. they haven't found one. And it's... it's um, uh, it's Dom DeLuise's job to find one, and they need a beautiful girl to be the patient. Oh, Farrah Fawcett? Well, it will be Farrah Fawcett in the end, but we don't know that yet. They haven't found anyone. Is it, And they're looking for a doctor in the house? Are they, how are they going to inquire about that? Well, um, the doctor that he had arranged flaked out or something, so he goes, look for where, go to where doctors are golf courses, right. country clubs. And he goes, should I check the hospital? He goes, mm, yeah, check a hospital too. <laughs> I really feel like I heard Don DeLuise and Burt Reynolds. That's an excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, excellent impressions of, uh, I thought like he would say, is there a doctor in the house is what, but you actually gave me the right answer, which <laughs> I'll, I'll rework this joke. Uh, can I find this dude's name? I'm just gonna look at, nope, nope, nope. Oh, this guy? Yeah, early '80s suit, which is like—is it '70s or is it '80s? It's a three. Ah, is a George Firth. George Firth. George F U R T H Firth. He was in Blazing Saddles. He was in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He was in Oh God, 
he, you know, he was in Man with Two Brains. He was in a million films, and he's always right. uptight, like uh, lawyer or you know, um, administrator. He always right. plays this character. He seems so frustrated when he plays him. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Nothing's going to go wrong with this motorcycle. Well, the gag of this whole thing is that the guy in the back is fat. And so as they go cross country, they're doing a wheelie unintentionally. Now that is some need of humor. <laughs> I went to mention, girl, I've also, uh, I recommend watching the DVD commentary by the late Hal Needham on uh -huh. Campbell Run re recent release. It's really good. It's just as enjoyable as the movie. But one thing he says about Jackie Chan is that there's one scene where Jackie Chan is fighting stunt people and he's like, yeah. you know, he, he's from Hong Kong and he gets to fight with American uh, but the way he phrased it was he gets to fight some round eyes. That's, oh. <laughs> that's on the commentary track. And again, mm -hmm. but I, you know, and the one thing I never understood is like, what country is Jackie Chan from? Is he, he's, China. Right. But Not this, Japan. Right. But in this movie, he's Japanese, right? Correct. Right. Correct. Or does he just happen to be in China and has an obsession with Japanese cars? No, no. He is Japanese in this film, and yeah. he's acting. But yeah, I mean, I could pretend to be a guy from France, right? I mean, it's not so right. well, terrible. Yeah, no, it's not. But I don't think people said, oh, Carl, help, help sounds French. You're hired. You know. Yeah, right. Sounds da, a little da, German da, da, to me. Da, da. You know, you could take a famous theme song and just change a couple of notes and then it's, you know, your own song. So this movie milks it with their fake, like, uh, James Bond song. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Look at Luigi. He has another brother. <laughs> that's his so, brother, Carl. They don't talk about Carl. There's The joke is there's no Jack here. He's holding it up. Oh, thank God. Thanks, Carl. I was like, is there a joke in this movie? Boom. Dino. There is hardly a joke in this movie. It's really quite bad. Is that Mary Lou Henner? No. no. Oh, now, the joke here is that uh, Dean Martin's a priest, but he's chatting up girls. Right. Put on the thing. Let's hear his stutter. Put on the sound. Oh, this is the joke where he uh, drinks beer on the road. Thank <laughs> you. Why do you get interested all right. I tell you, Mike, I swear to God, I wish you were Johnny on the spot. I tell you all the time, turn up the sound, turn up the sound. There's a funny part. Oh. And you're always lagged. You're always. We I'm not lagged. I just have a different window open. That's all. The media radio studios has only, you know, a certain amount. Of dude, dude, next time I say in another show in the future, next time I say, turn up the sound. I, I got it. I'm ready for you, man. We got the whole race coming. But, da, 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 da. Come on, so now the race will start, okay? And the guy's giving, uh, intro. like the 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 intro, right? And they're gonna and punch a ticket. Is that Brock himself? I came up with this shit. Fuck you, that's race two thousand. I'm not sure, but he does appear in this film, and so does Needham. I think we saw Needham at the bar. Listen, by the way, these guys, Needham and, and, and Brock, really did participate in the cannonball in an ambulance. Yeah, that's the famous story. That's, that's like the, the thing about this movie is that they did this. So this is where they finally introduce, after 
34 minutes of getting them there and start this fucking race and then yeah it's a weird first act because you would think that after 10 minutes they'd be racing yeah well you know or there's like one plot point where like a woman needs money for her baby's health or some shit like that right like something that kind of drives it along but you know they all kind of have little episodes and then but this is my favorite part where they introduce everybody yeah, it is. But the thing is, we've met everybody. We've met everybody. You know, it's a it's this film wasn't written by a this film was written by a journalist. It wasn't written by a screenwriter, you know. Oh, because the story started here and then it's, it isn't like we should start the story. Look, and another it, thing I try I started to tell you this earlier. They these guys are supposed to win the race. That's how a Hollywood movie goes. Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise are going right. to win the race. But the way this guy writes it is they were about to win the race and it got ruined and somebody but, else But there's been comedies like that where you get to the end and something goes wrong and they don't get it. They trip over something or, you know, a suitcase latch breaks open. Like, you know. Yes, but the whole movie you've been set up for that. Like, will I ever win? You know, well, this is set us up that these guys are going to be the winners. Well, that brings a good question. Is are these type of films where they have to get they reveal the story at the end? Are they worth your while? If it's yeah. a one long ninety minutes car chase, yeah, don't I just go to the end of the movie and see who wins? If it's Listen, about- it is a proven formula from yeah. time immemorial, and it's not about movies. It's just about story. You do set, you foreshadow, you set up, you introduce the movie fart you have the villain you've got the the love interest all these things satisfy you as a viewer and if you think oh you know well fine you're gonna have a movie that doesn't do it for people you know Uh. it sucks but this is real life Uh, it's it's i i accept it this film won, was nominated for a Razzie and didn't even win that. <laughs> oh, it didn't win, huh? I was nineteen eighty was probably eighty one was probably a golden year for Razzies. They were too busy. We're supporting actress Farrah Fawcett, but she lost to Diana Scarwood for the cult film Mommy Dearest. Now, look, I thought Mommy Dearest was a good film. Didn't you? Yeah, oh, I love that movie. I remember seeing that on cable in the 80s going, what the fuck, this is great. And, you know, like, you know who Joan Crawford is, and you know that book was big, too. Like the, Yeah, the so why did it win a Razzie? Well, because she's hamming it up. That's, you know, it was just kind of this, her portrayal was great, but it was a hammy performance, so. Uh, also, no, more, sensational. no more wire hangers ever! Yeah. <laughs> I, I said it. The critics hated this film. Ebert gave it a half a star. <laughs> he gave it half a thumb up. Thumb down. He right. He gave it sideways. Right. Oh, he cut half his thumb off of this movie. He said, fuck it. <laughs> Reynolds said, I did this film for all the wrong reasons. I never liked it. I did it to help out a friend of mine, Hal Needham. And I felt it was, felt it was immoral to turn down that kind of money. I really think I sold out, so I can't object to what people say about me. Right. For something he objects, the end credits consist of his fucking outtakes. And then <laughs> at the end of the movie, it's the sound of his farts. So poor him for uh, uh, being victimized by this film. 
yeah. But you know, I guess you didn't have a choice about the uh, uh, outtakes. The the Hal Needham commentary track. He says like the cast and crew would drink and watch the dailies afterwards. So they all like have like scotch or whatever. So you know, he's a hard drinking. Like this guy's like you know old school, not in the good way, I guess. But and the old Clint Eastwood Grand Trinos type of old school. You know, you know Dean I, Martin was drinking. Yeah, I know. He he looks terrible after all those drinks in the eighties. This was this and Cannonball Run Two were his final films. <clears throat> yeah, he uh, you know his uh, roasts are available on uh, I believe Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. You can find his roast. So if not, try to be. And I've, I've been watching the Friars Roast uh, TV show from the sponsored by Kraft from the live from the Kraft Music Hall in 1972, mm-hmm. hosted by Johnny Carson, and it was called the Fire Club's Roast, and it's just you know terrible. Um, these two, and this whole movie sucks, okay, and it's not funny, yeah. but these two sometimes have funny lines. And I'm going to tell you to turn the sound up. All right. <laughs> No, no, not now. Uh, Boy, we are not on the same wavelength. I've known you since 80. Okay, there right, you go. What? What? We're, of course, we're on the same sentence. Yeah, as you just said, what? I don't get it. All right, here they go. They're all boozy. That's the thing. Their drug of choice is booze in this movie. No, like- I. Listen, you're 100% rock, uh, right. Brock Yates, this guy on the right here, that is him. That is him. Well, that figures as much because yeah. uh, they didn't hire him for an acting uh, job. The race organizer who lays down the rules at starting time. Brock and Timmy, baby. What's Brock short for? Brocklin? Brock yeah, what is short, Brock short for? Brocklin. Uh, Brocklin, New York? Yeah, yeah Brocklin, New York. You know, I don't even Brock of Ages. Brock of Ages. It, it reminds me of Pokemon, right? There's Brock in Pokemon. There is a Brock of Pokemon. You are right. You're accurate. Oh, these guys, what clowns. What clowns they are. They're so funny. Now, he I got a doctor. It. Now, yeah. this is pretty funny just because the actor, his name is Jack Elm, is pretty weird looking. He's a, I'm honored, sir. I know. I, I remember him from the, watching him in the theater. He's great. He's a, he's a Western guy, right? I mean, that's like. Yeah, like, most oh. of what he did was Westerns. He is Dr. Nicholas Van Helsing. Ooh, Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. He hates that Dracula. Don't we saw a great Dracula. Van Helsing film, remember? Yeah. Known for his numerous roles as villains in Western film, later in his career, comedies, sometimes spoofing his villainous image. Uh, His most distinguishing physical quality was, yes, his misaligned eye. Didn't even notice. Support your local sheriff, High Noon. Once Upon a Time in the West. In that. Maybe. It's a three-hour movie. I might have not seen that one. Mm. What's up with the West? I seen. Is that like What's Upon a Time in Venice with uh, with Bruce Willis? Yeah, he's well. He's a good in this movie. Like you know, 
See, he's like a human cookie monster. It's funny how Westerns were huge on TV. Yeah. And then it translated into movies in the 50s. And then in the 60s, well, not gun smoke and stuff, but eventually, by the 70s, it died. It used but to be, would turn, turn on the TV, not that we were alive for it, but you would turn on right. the TV and it would be a Western. I mean, the 430 movie would show Western Week movies, you know, and uh, TCM would always have like Western, 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 Western. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was the 50s where they had the Westerns, but you know, like the 60s, those, those gorgeous Italian films where uh, they just yes. took the films of Westerns and cranked them out. And even the movie that kind of started the 3D craze in the 80s, you know, there was, it was uh, Coming At You, which we, we'd done on the show, Carl, that was another guest, it wasn't Hatch. Uh, it was Ira, actually, an early one. But it was a spaghetti western that they released in 1981 in America with 3D effects, and it was a mm -hmm. hit. So, like a, a spaghetti western in 1981 was released. Wow! But you don't see those type of films anymore. You know, there's a lot okay. of good westerns out there. Now, Farrah Fawcett will get kidnapped. Oh, help me! I, I gotta get out of here. This guy's a creep. No, no. It's please help him. He we had an accident, so he goes. Sure, hop in. You get in the back. Oh, I see. Hit it! What? Whoa, now he's even worse shape. Yeah, that should fuck him up. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is touching Farrah Fawcett's butt right now. I know. He thinks he's back at the trailer. It's good to be a star. Well, it's for the camera girl. The character is touching her butt. Her sure, butt. sure. I can't believe this movie is on YouTube. This is like a big deal movie. Yeah, this is a big deal movie. And I too, I think it's because, I mean, it's a big deal in terms of how much money it made and how, what stars are in it. But it's not a big deal in terms of a movie. It's, it's not funny and <laughs> it breaks all the rules. And yeah, it, it does. Uh, there's nothing going on. I mean, the thing is like, there's a movie called The Strangers, I guess. It's a movie where these house intruders come and for 90 minutes, they... They stop these people, and you just, I fast forward to the end, I go, did they kill him at the end or not? <laughs> is there a survivor or not? And these race movies, it's like, are they going to win? Is Dom and uh, Louis going to win or not? Just, just tell me now. But Cannonball Run doesn't think so. It thinks it's hilarious. All the actors in it think that's comedy gold. This is a little yeah. funny. She's like, what? She's like, help me, doctor. And then she goes, never mind. <laughs> and he goes, do you think uh, car chases are funny and car crashes are funny? Do you like go, whoa, this is great writing. This is a great comedy. Why well, tell that damage? Well, you know, car chases are to thrill, right? Like, yeah. so it's at a point in which it better be good. It better be bullet, you know? Oh, um, right. Yeah, yeah. Now, right. there's yeah. one point in which the Blues Brothers... What, you know, knew that, and so they went crazy and did, remember, there's a million crashes, sure. and by the way, this is very racist, and I'm very mad at it. Every time you see Jackie Chan, you hear, Uh-oh, they got pulled yeah. over, they're gonna lose Carl, Carly's uh, If only they had an ace up their blouse. Oh. You know me for a swamp thing you know swamp thing yes ma'am i do know it's a swamp thing every turn and on the lesser extent i also know return to the swamp thing 
Now look, she got unzipped. When did that happen? Uh, she's good. A minute ago, she was zipped. Oh, now she zipped up again. Well, now she zipped are. down. You know what? That was a continuity error that the internet didn't tell me about. Wow, that's good, Carl. You found it on your own. You are the internet. Yeah, why was I looking there? You are the matrix now. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah, Carl, this is the first time you noticed it. How many times did you watch this movie for research on uh, today's show? Well, this is the fifth time I've seen this film. It's because I was getting ready for us to watch it, remember? Yeah. And then well, like a week passed, or two. We we have to have this movie. So we want to thank our listeners because this is a special show. We made sure that Cannibal Run is on here. Yeah. And God bless when Cannibal Run 2 hits the YouTube, we're are on it. So Really? We are? Of course. <laughs> oh. I've never seen that one. I don't think I've, seen, I've ever seen any of the sequels. You know, like Smoking the Bandit 2 had an elephant. I have no idea. I don't know why. I never saw I didn't it. see Smoking the Bandit 2 and... We did see Speed Zone. Yeah. Uh, well, there was uh, Stroker Race, which I like. That had, Stroker uh, Ace, you like that one? He jumps out the window. and I didn't think that was a good film. Well, it has that Gwaldali guy. You know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? What's yeah. It's Slim Pickens. No. no, not Slim Pickens. The guy from uh, Andy uh, Griffin, and then he was a private. Oh, you know what oh, I'm talking um, about. Yeah, uh, oh. Bomber Pyle. It's um, Pyle. Yeah, but his name is um, uh, Jim Davis. Oh no, that's the Garfield guy. Remember, he was an operatic singer, and he would blow everyone away. Like you expect him to go golly, and then he'd start going. Oh. Did you ever see yeah. that? Yeah, I love it. It's He's just like Charo, right? I was really angry when he did that, Carl, and I was like, the Pyle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's control. Uh, Charo would be a coochie, coochie, coochie girl, and then she would play that guitar like a yeah. master. Well, we saw her in uh, Concord Airport 79. That's right. Airport, Airport 79. Wait, what? No, Concord 80. No, it was 79. It was yeah. every other year. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that was the film that was so bad. People were laughing at it in the theater, and so they made a, a trailer that made uh -huh. it look like a comedy, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the, uh, the uh, TSA was pissed about that. They were like, this just fucks up everything. You know, you should at least contact us. Okay, oh. so they've, they've gotten pulled over, so now it's time for their ploy to work, that they're an ambulance and they're rushing, right? Right. But it's like you have Connecticut plates. How can you? By the way, they're in New Jersey, which doesn't make sense. If you think about where is Connecticut, where is California, you, they shouldn't go through New Jersey. It's a shortcut. They're going to take a, a right eventually, or they're going to take a left and then uh, keep now, going. The way to California is Route 80 until you yeah. get around Vegas. Uh, no, not Vegas. The. You, hmm. I'm not well, sure where you would do it. Maybe around Chicago area, but then you got to go southern to to Los Angeles. Jersey should not be part of their route. But right. I could be wrong because the guy who wrote this knew the knew the 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 way. So th it's turning out that their ploy is working. 
they're explaining that they've got to get her to Los Angeles, uh, UCLA <laughs> Hospital, because she has cysts or something, and she can't go in a plane, she, you know, because it's not pressurized up to 10,000 feet or some. It's working. Their little, their little lie is working. We're yeah. an ambulance. A lot, a lot of time they wasted on these cops. I'm sorry. They need to close their mouths and uh, say bullshit on this. <laughs> uh, I guess the story is true. Well, let's think it over. Is it then true? Then they start saying, like, the senator's wife must get to Los Angeles. And now they're like, oh, the senator's wife. You know what I mean? They, like, back off. Aren't they holding hands and they got crossed out? He goes, we're very close. <laughs> That's the voice of Munchie. Yeah, that's the voice of Munchie. And Munchie was pretty recent to our audience. They might remember Dom DeLuise from Munchie. How can you forget? How how can you unsee that? Or hear that? Unhear that? Hiya, pal. Hey, you're a lonely white kid. I got your pizza and prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> I got a good friend, Mario Gentile. He's a pretty successful comic here in sure. Jersey. Yeah. He's not an open micer. He's like a comic. Yeah, a he does. He sounds just like Tom Louise. He calls me on the phone. He goes, hi, pal. And I'm like, hey, Mario. Uh, okay. I, don't, I don't like this shot. This guy in the phone booth with the rest of the screen there. Now, this is actually, I mean, this movie sucks, okay, but this is actually a pretty funny scene. We don't have to hear the audio because it's visual. He's, he's, <laughs> we are not on the same wavelength. But he's got to get to uh, an airplane in two minutes, and you see what who, he's parked. And so he's like, excuse me, madam, madam. And she goes, I'm not a madam. I'm a respectable woman. Oh, yeah, that's an insult. It is pretty oh. funny that he's like, what up? This is my biggest fear nowadays, being stuck in a phone booth after using a payphone. Yeah, right. That yeah. happened. Uh, so it's some housewife. <laughs> yeah, I pushed his nose against it. I mean, that's Al Needham saying, look, it's got to be funnier. Yeah. Can, can, you, can you put your nose? And then can you climb underneath the phone booth? Thanks, 45-year-old actor. A three-piece suit. Okay, now every time we see Roger Moore, uh-huh. it'll be a different woman oh, he's, he's in the car with. Good, wow, good God. He just calls an escort service. Yeah, I guess. One of them will be Bianca Jagger, as you know. Yes, um, very excited. And, Wife of Mick Jagger, I believe. Uh, yeah, and this one, this one is a famous model whose name I should know. Because I'm supposed to do the research. But is it like uh, she's going to hit the ejector seat or something like that? Right. He, he, th- see, the thing is, they don't do it. He, she was about to push the lighter, which is the ejector seat, and she, uh, he stopped her. Lois Hamilton is her named, her name, and she was a very famous model at the time. Gotcha. Oh, from Star Wars, most... Uh... Lois, Lois Hamilton. That's her oh, name, not Mo- Moise Isley. <laughs> I'm sorry, I misheard you. Where you'll never find a more treacherous 
hive of scum and villainy. I think I said it right. Yeah, I think you did it. Congratulations. It only took you 40 years. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, they should have made that Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Stop making them. I think the last film should have been Star Wars, Cannibal Run. <laughs> Star yes. Wars Speed Zone, like Star Zone. Yeah, Star Zone. No, but Star Wars was an excellent movie, and Empire Strikes Back was just as good. And that was it. The oh, other yeah, movies were terrible. Now the Disney ones have clout, but they're different. They're they're uh... they're uh, well, no, they're terrible. They're just faceless. I mean, like the the prequels were uh just kind of like they were literally hopping on platforms. They were just video games. I mean, they were race yeah. car races and video and right. And then now the Disney the, one was just like two and a half hours of just noise. Yeah. Like, I have spoken. Good. And Jar Jar Banks was a stupid character. The whole thing was dumb. Now the third prequel, when uh -huh. he becomes Darth Vader, that was the yeah. only one that was kind of close to being a movie, you know? I yeah, mean, Palpatine that, seduces him and... Well, that should have been one movie, that whole trajectory. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, Here we are talking about Star Wars over Cannibal Run. Right, right. Good point, good point. Let me tell you something interesting. Uh, in March 79, Yates formed one of the 46 teams, 46 teams, wow. with director Hal Needham, to complete a 150 mile per hour van converted into an ambulance with LA doctor Lyle Royer and Brock's second wife, Pamela Reynolds, riding huh. as the patient in the gurney. The ambulance never made it to the finish line. The transmission gave out 50 miles short. That's a long space away. Yeah. Oh, uh, look at these priests. Sammy. See, if this movie came out in the 60s, it would be Sammy and Dino as priests racing around, and it would be like maybe Peter Robofford would show up. <laughs> it would be, you know, so it's always good to see them in the in the movies. You know, it's funny how everyone fawns over Farrah Fawcett. I mean, now that we're not, you know, we're distanced from time and she's not the sexy starlet, right? Yeah. She, she's fine. She's pretty.